all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Lift your Bibles up. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we're open and we're ready. Speak now. Speak with clarity. Speak with strength. Speak with power right now. God, give us direction. Give us information. Give us consolation. But God, most importantly, don't let us leave the same as we came in. Don't let us leave the same as we logged in. We thank you that change is here and change is now. We are being schooled by the Spirit. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. Fist bump somebody on your way down. Say school by the spirit, school by the spirit, school by the spirit. Grab a seat. So listen, we started this series last Sunday called The Ghost and the Gifts. We're learning about the Holy Ghost and the gifts he brings. Now, there are three spiritual experiences that are available to every single individual. Hear me. I don't care what your past has been. There are three experiences for you. I'm so glad that when God sees you, he doesn't judge your future by your past. I'm so glad he doesn't change his mind about you because of your mistakes. See, if you've been squeaky clean your whole life, maybe you think God owes you something. But can I tell you, he doesn't. But let's tell the truth. You've got some stuff that if everybody else knew your dirt and knew your mess and knew your stuff, you would be giving him praise. Why? It doesn't make any sense why he's still good to you the way he's good to you, but he's still good to you. Why? Every day I get new grace. Every day I get new mercy. Grace is when he gives me something good I don't deserve. Mercy is when he blocks something negative that I do deserve. For those of us that have known we've messed up and screwed up, I need to hear your praise as a sign of appreciation. I'm grateful. I'm good. You should be dead. You should have lost everything. You should have smoked your life to. But God, I, I need to see if there's some but God people in this building. Are there some but God people on YouTube? You should have been dead and gone. But God. Listen, so, so, 
There are three spiritual experiences that are available, and this is important so that you understand the fullness of what God has made available to you. If you grew up in church, you know about this first one. It's the first experience. It's the decision to become a Christian. This is also called salvation. It's also called being born again. It is where you are sealed by the spirit of God. In other words, God says, I mark you. I put my seal on you, which means there's certain things, watch me, that you will no longer be comfortable in. Why? Because you've been sealed. There are certain people, watch me, even when you go around them, you're like, you know what? I just can't stand you no more. And the reason is I got a seal on me that evidently you do not have on you. And I need for some of you to stop trying to hide your seal to make your unsealed friends feel comfortable. Why in the world would God put a seal on you if you're supposed to be like them? You are supposed to change them, not let them change you. I wish you would let somebody that don't know the Lord make you mute your Christianity and make you mute who God's called you to be. I wish you would let a curse somebody try to tell a bless somebody how to live. Open up your mouth, please, and say, I've got it sealed. I've got it sealed. So listen, so watch me. It is when you are sealed by the Spirit. Now, when you are saved, when you give your life to the Lord, you're sealed by the Spirit. I've been using this as an example because I love this. Uh, one of our harvesters sent me an amazing gift. It is literally 24 karat gold water. And let me tell you something. It has a effects. I just left the light on in my gentleman's room and said, I just. <laughs> okay. It's probably a little bit TMI, but I said, it's making sure everything that is, that can release, is being released. Watch me. <laughs> I said, go, do you right. Listen. All right, let's go. All right, so you get his seal. Now, this says, this on, on the edge here, it says, it's, it's a gold seal. It says 24 karat gold. I mean, it makes it clear you know, what's in it. Here's the deal. You can have the seal, but not be filled. Um, it, it, it is sort of like it is sort of like where you see something and based on how it's advertised, you think it's going to be one thing to only experience it and discover it was a whole nother thing. <laughs> Have you ever seen something on the outside and thought, ooh, that's going to be this? And then once you're inside of it, you're like, ooh, this is something different than what it was labeled. Watch me. When you're filled by the spirit, it makes sure that your lifestyle matches your seal. It's not enough for you to just talk Christian talk. You've got to walk Christian walk. And when you're filled with the spirit, the same God that created the heavens, that created the universe, that created everything, that same God lives in you. So now watch me. I don't just have a seal, but now watch me. I'm showing my life to reveal to look just like him, which means I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. And watch me. Every day the spirit is schooling me. Every day he's making me better. Every day, watch me. I need some of y'all to learn how to celebrate your progress listen you ain't all the way there but you made some progress wait, wait a minute wait a minute i need you to celebrate the fact that you used to cuss everybody out and you ain't done that listen it's maybe only been a week but baby that's progress i need you to celebrate the fact that you used to act crazy with people and now you started to pray for people it may not be much but somebody say i'm making progress huh the second experience is the baptism of the holy spirit it's referred to as being spirit Field. So you can have a seal, but never be filled. And these are two different experiences that are very necessary for you to have. Why? Right. In Acts chapter 19, the apostle Paul finds some people. And these people, they were Christians. And Paul says, well, were you baptized and filled with the Spirit? And they said, well, we've not so much even heard that there's such a thing as being filled by the Spirit. In other words, we thought we tapped out with the seal. We didn't know that the God that we celebrate and worship can live in us. 
We didn't know that there were gifts that that God gives us. We, we didn't know that there was a life where I can transcend my natural experience and step into a spiritual experience that sometimes gives me an out-of-body experience. And I can't explain it except to say that when I'm filled with his spirit, it makes sure I'm not filled with mess. It makes sure I'm not filled with anger. See, his spirit and your anger can't be in the same place at the same time. This is why some of you, you keep finding yourself getting over stuff quickly. Why? I'm so filled with this spirit. I don't have time to be filled with hate. I don't have time to be filled with bitterness. I don't have time to be filled. Would you elbow somebody and say, ain't nobody got time for that. I... See, the old you, because you just had a seal, would sit there mad and angry and frustrated and bitter. But the new you that's been filled with the spirit says, I don't have time for that. Baby, I moved on. I was angry for a moment, but then I got a refill. I was angry for a moment, but I got a refill. I wanted to snap, crackle, and pop, but then I got a refill. I was about to let everybody have it, but then I got a refill. Elbow somebody say, you need a refill? Wrong neighbor. Elbow somebody else say, you need a refill? This is a daily experience. And from, if you grew up in church, you saw this as an event. Like, I've been filled with the spirit. It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. Every day you need a refill. This is why you feel so tired. I'm just so overwhelmed. No, you're thirsty with your thirsty self. This is so much on my plate. Baby, you ain't even ate half of what's on your plate. You are thirsty. It's not that it's too much food. It's that you need a water break. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It is not that it is too much. What are you talking about? How are you overwhelmed that you ain't even got no fruit to show for being overwhelmed? You are not overwhelmed. You need a refill. I need everybody in this building and everybody online say, Lord, I need a refill of your spirit. Come on now, praise him for it in advance. Bible says if you ask, he'll give it. 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 Say, I need a refill in Jesus' name. That's the third experience. You need a refill. The only reason it seems overwhelming is because you need a refill. The only reason you always oh, it's so hard out there for a mama. You need a refill, baby. You mean to tell me you labored for 20-some hours in pain and something the size of a watermelon was coming out something the size of an orange? And you trying to tell me that, that watch me, that dealing with their attitude is worse than that? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you to hear me. You've already beaten more already. You just need a refill. Matter of fact, you so cold. Say, how cold am I, Bishop? That when you were released from your father, watch me, you outswam every other sperm to be the only one to make it to that egg. Baby, you beat a billion before you got here. I need you to stop tripping over little stuff. You just need to get, get a refill. Get a refill. Get a refill. It's just so hard living for God because you're thirsty. You need a refill. It's so hard fighting temptation because you need a refill. That's the only thing you need. It's just so hard dealing with everything. It's so much pressure. You need a refill. You are trying to do it yourself. And the Bible says, not by might nor by uh, power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That says the only way you're going to be able to succeed is your success is going to come through your spirituality. And consequently, we have many Christians who they are trying to do it based on their own intellectual prowess. You know something now, and because of what you think you know, you try to use that as a way to say, well, I'm good. I know everything I need to know. I have everything I need to have, and I'm good. I'm good. Watch me. So you don't pray. You go on to YouTube. Mm. 
You don't pray, you call somebody. And God says, you are sleeping on your greatest advantage, which is the spirit filling you. So watch me. We've learned this, that when you're spirit filled and you stay filled, you can be led by the spirit. I taught you that in the first couple of messages. If you missed last Sunday and Wednesday, OMG, you need to go get those messages because he's the God of the details. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. See, the spirit is not going to say a whole lot. He's just going to lead. And watch me. And if you're not paying attention to the leader, you will get lost and you will say, God, why did you leave me? He didn't leave you. You just stopped paying attention to the leading. And when you don't stay spirit-filled, this is why simple decisions are hard. It takes you four hours to figure out this, that, and the other. Why? Because you're not filled. And when you're not filled, you're not easily led. It's kind of like a magnet. If there's not enough in you to draw you in the right direction, then you will be drawn to anything and everybody. <laughs> but I'm so excited that the second half of this year, you and, the, you and God are about to be like, y'all about to be like hand in glove. I need you to say, I'll stay filled. Say it like an army. Say, I'll stay filled so I can stay led. Today, I want to teach you this on Back to School Sunday, that when you're spirit-filled, you are schooled by the spirit. I got my, I got my, all your school supplies. And you go to a Christian school because they got the children's Bible right here, evidently. All right, all right. You got, you got your glue. You got your number two pencils. Got your colored pencils. You, listen, you even got your harvest bracelet. L listen, you you got you got your calculator. Listen, who listen? You if you had that little calculator, you didn't quite feel like you was doing something. But when you got that big, who remembers the? You just thought you was the business. Didn't know how to work twenty percent of it, but you. Let me take out my calculator. Four times four. You got your, your school set, you got your paper, you got your desk, you got all of this. Now, now here's what's so significant. Say, I'm being schooled by the Spirit. All right, so pay attention to this. Um, look at Luke 12 and 12. Look at what it says. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. In other words, why do I need to be schooled by the Spirit? Because when I get in heated moments, the wrong thing might come out of me. And I might ruin my life with my mouth. Some of you have screwed up because you talked instead of letting the spirit school you. Some of you, you quit what you were not supposed to quit because you were in charge instead of being schooled by the spirit. But I need somebody to open up your mouth and say, but I'll be schooled now. I'll be in a heated moment. So what's a heated moment? What's a heated moment? Sit down. What's a heated moment? Get behind your desk. It's time for school. Come and get your lessons. And I was coming up in school. I went uh, last week or week before when I was in Memphis, uh, I went to the elementary school that I went to. It was Dunbar Elementary School in South Memphis, Orange Mound, which means don't mess with me. All right? All right. All right. Google it. All right. Listen. So, so, so watch me. So in a heated moment, now listen, I don't know about you, but there are certain times in school that even if I knew the answer, pay attention, I still didn't want to be called on. Because, watch me, because you were putting me on display in front of everybody else. Y'all better hear me. And for many of you, watch me, this is where your life is right now. As God's got you sitting at a desk and he keeps calling on you and saying, are you going to answer right now? 
Because if you don't answer right, sit there. You don't get to go to recess. You don't get to have a party. You don't get, this is why for some of you like, God, why do I keep going through the same thing over and over and over again? Why? Because you ain't got the answer right. And until you get the answer right, sit there. I need you to elbow somebody and say, it's not punishment, it's protection. He'll teach you in that very moment, in that heated moment, what you ought to say. Because some of y'all, watch me, you, you talk too much. And I mean that with all love. If it hits your head, it comes out of your mouth. And you'll justify it. But that's just how the women in our bloodline are. And notice how ain't none of them got their stuff together. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm going to preach hard since the 915 is playing with me. That's just how the men in our family are. And notice all of them are sorry. Except you. When you were born, the curse breaker was born. When you were born, the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline was born. Open up your mouth and say, school me, spirit. John 14, 26. Listen to this. Uh, look, it says, but the helper. In other words, watch me, this is the original Siri and Alexa. <laughs> Go with me. I, the whole, listen, I ask Alexa everything. Now, here's what I discovered. She be lying. Because I fact-checked her a couple times, and I said, now, baby, now, this is not accurate. Now, you're going to need to get your stuff together. But I ask everything. What's the weather today? The weather in Denver is da -da 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 -da. I walk outside. Oh, it's me. I say, how many calories are in this, that, and the other? And she'll say, it's this many calories. And then I checked it one day, and I was like, she is totally off. Girl, you got me all off on my numbers. You messing with my progress. All right, the original Siri and Alexa. Anybody else besides me, you use Siri or Alexa? I know some of y'all are old school. You go get your encyclopedias at the family room. <laughs> Who remember, watch me, when your family had them encyclopedias down in the family room? You... <laughs> Some of y'all still got them in there right now. Tell me, I don't know no Google, baby. Give me one of them, but hold on, let me see. Hold on, temperature. Let me go to the T's. Listen. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send you in my name, he will teach you what? All things. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. He knows everything about everything. See, it's good to get book knowledge. That's important. It's good to be educated. That's important. It's good to be erudite. That means that you are scholastically uh, 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 advanced and achieved. But guess what? The, the Lord knows everything about everything because anything that's anything was created by him. Which means when the spirit schools me, he'll teach me stuff. Watch me. I can learn in a book. The spirit will show you how to navigate through a court situation that a lawyer can't figure out. I wish I had some witnesses in here. Everybody else is saying, well, you got to do this, this, and this. But the spirit will say, no, we're going to do it like this. And you will get results that other people do not get. Your greatest advantage is that you're spiritual. Open your mouth and shout, I'm spiritual. So he knows everything about everything. So that means he can teach you about anything. He can teach you about, you will literally figure out stuff. You will find stuff. I'm amazed at the things that sometimes I will stumble upon. Watch me, but because I keep myself filled, watch me, the Lord will say, okay, son, let me, this is how we're going to do this. Don't do this like this. Watch me, son, this is why you're getting a, a result different than others are getting because I'm schooling you. Watch me, and they're going to books, and books are good, but son, I want to school you on a higher level. Somebody say, I'm being schooled by the Spirit. So in other words, watch me. Uh, as you're going through a situation in life, you may think, I should handle it like this. But when you're filled with the Spirit, watch me. The, the Spirit will, mm-mm, we ain't doing it like that. Do it like this. Call this person. Reach out to this person. 
negotiate this deal. Don't ask him for this, ask him for that. Don't reach for that, reach for this. Don't worry about that. You don't need to put your energy on that. Leave that alone. They'll fix themselves. I need you to deal with that. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right now. Don't, don't, don't worry about what's going on with Judas. I need you to realize Judas will take care of himself. I need you to, I need you to just keep it moving. Don't, don't, oh, say, say, I'm being schooled by the Spirit. And bring to your remembrance. So this is how it works. He says, I'm going to teach you everything about everything. And I'm going to do it when? In that moment. Which means there's certain things that you will always feel ill-equipped for. Which means you have to lean on what you feel with. Too many of you, here's what you say. Lord, I'm not ready for this. Lord, I don't know how to do this. Lord, I'm not equipped for this. And God is like, I'm aware. And, and that's why I filled you with my spirit. So when you get there, I'll tell you what to do. Here's what you're waiting to do. You won't even get there because you're waiting on learning what to do. Now realizing in that very hour, which means I got to get there, then he'll say, now do this, do this, do this, do this. And for some of you, watch me today, your assignment is you just need to show up because you've been sitting on the sideline, you've been on the bench, and I need you to get in the game. And he'll bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. So pay attention. So, so, so watch me. Um, if, if you've been coming to Harvest for any amount of time, here's what you know. You're not going to get a warmed over cookies and cornflakes message that has no substance. Am I? Okay. You're not going to be able to preach to me what I'm about to preach to you. Because part of my assignment is to revelate, which means you, I, every message I got to show you something you've never heard. You've never seen, you've never paid attention to. I didn't come to be some regular average deliverer. Of, I didn't come just to be a preacher. I came to turn the world. Acts 17 and 6. All right, so here's the issue with that, though. That's a lot of information. And for my note takers, you take notes. You got notebooks full of notes. You got phones full of notes. For those of you who do your own personal recordings in church, you got personal recordings full of notes. Here's the deal. But when I need it in a moment where it's being tested, my challenge is remembering what I've been taught. I like watching shows about plane crashes. And I know you may think, Bishop, that's, that's kind of wild. It's not. Um, because there's a lot of leadership lessons that can be learned from a pilot. I have great respect for pilots. You know why? Because my life <laughs> depends on them remembering let me talk over here because these people ain't sending. Uh, when I'm on that plane, watch me. Of course, the Lord has me, but in that moment, he's trusted me. And that, this is why, let me just give you a side note here. You need to always play for the airline and for the pilots that's flying you. I don't need you mad at your wife while you're trying to get me to my destination. I'm going to need y'all to kiss and make up before you get on this plane. I don't need you talking about you needed to drink a little something to take the edge off. I need you to be in your right mind because you got my life in your hands. All right. So, so I like watching uh, shows about plane crashes um, because you learn a lot of lessons. And one of the things that was very interesting to me when it comes to plane crashes, the number one reason that planes crash, pay attention, is not because of mechanical error. It's not because the planes were poorly designed. Not, not now. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Early on in aviation, sure, but not now. It's normally not, well, there was that one. But it's, it's <laughs> recently. Yeah, that one. Um, 
And that's because, watch me, the system they normally use to check it, they didn't use. Um, you have to be careful when you exchange something that works for, for something that you're experimenting with. See, spirituality is what got you to where you are. Why all of a sudden now you're talking about, well, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do that no more. Are you stupid? Are you crazy? How in the world would you be faithful to God and your faithfulness is what got you here? And now you think you're going to try unfaithfulness? Would you elbow somebody and say, don't try that, don't try that. You made too much progress to lose it because you're going to try something that does not work. Faithfulness is what got you here. Consistency is what got you here. And it's what's going to take you further. The number one reason that planes crash, pay attention, is because of pilot error. They forget what they were trained to do when they're under pressure. I'm going to say it again. They forget what they're trained to do when they're under pressure. Why? You got alerts popping off. Pull up, pull up, pull. You got all these alerts. What happens is that because they are used to being in this tight, confined space, pay attention, that sometimes they forget what they were trained to do because in that moment, everything becomes blurry. Everything becomes cloudy. You, you, ever, you ever been in a situation where it, everything happens so quick that your response, watch me, when you look back, you were like, that's, why did I even think to do that? Watch me. You ever lied and look back on what you lied on and said, now that was a lie. Okay, see, 9 for 10, y'all are playing with me. You ever said something that you knew wasn't fully the case and you look back and say, that wasn't even the case. Why? It can become very difficult sometimes to remember what you need to remember when you need to remember it because you're under pressure. When look at the scripture. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost, when you stay filled, he's going to bring to your remembrance his word. He's going to bring to your remembrance the messages. Why is that important? Because sometimes when I'm under pressure, I may not immediately reach for that. But if I stay filled with the spirit, the spirit is going to bring that back up. And you'll find yourself speaking stuff you ain't heard in months, but you'll start speaking and saying, wait a minute, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and never beneath. I'm always overcoming, never being overcome. Elbow somebody say, that's who you are, that's who you are. Because you're schooled by the spirit. So he says, I'm going to bring things to your remembrance. I know everything about everything. I will literally show you how to solve a problem. But we're not going to solve it until you get to it. You don't even know what problem needs to be solved until you're in it. So I will bring this to your remembrance. You ready? Let's go here. We looked at the Apostle Paul uh, while he was in Acts chapter 16 on the first couple of messages. And when we looked at this, we discovered uh, that a few things happened. Number one, it says the Spirit led him not to say anything in Asia. Now, he was on a mission to preach the gospel. He was going through the proper sequence. It made sense. These were the next logical steps. And I said to you last week that sometimes the next logical steps are not the next spirit-led step. See, the next logical step for you may be, but well, I'm going to get him a piece of my mind. And the next spirit-led step may be shut up and apologize. But I want to list out my grievances. And, 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 and the next spirit-led step may be your grievances don't matter. Why? Because this isn't about you. It's bigger than you. Y'all are quiet in here today. So the spirit led them. They were on a mission to preach the gospel. Pay attention. And the spirit led them not to say anything in Asia. If you'll pay attention, he's been sitting there at the desk since I said sit there. 
Because watch me, until you get the lesson, you're not released from the desk. Y'all better hear me today. Until you get the lesson, you are not released from the desk. And for some of you, you keep wanting to go to recess and, and the Holy, no. For some of you, you keep wanting to go to lunch. God, when will I get a break when you get the answer right? God, when will this be over when you answer right? Your answer's wrong. And why is your answer important? Because your answer comes from your heart. And until I know that your heart is right, I cannot release you to have anything. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. God says, I need to make sure out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. So I need to know that you got the lesson. My issue is not you being perfect in executing the lesson, but I need to know that you got the lesson because you still blame them. Okay, here we go. So, number one, the Spirit led them not to say anything in Asia. Asia in Greek means to go outside. The inference is to go outside of the plan of God. Now, I've been saying this, and it is so true. Every delay is to your benefit. Say that with me. Every delay is to my benefit. Say it one more time. Every delay is to my benefit. Now, this is important because sometimes when we're delayed, we will think that delay, temporary delay, means permanent denial. And you will think, I wasted my time. You will think, I wasted my energy. I wasted my effort. Let's go here. I wasted my... Lord, I poured so much into them ninjas. And I didn't get anything for it. Watch me. Watch me. Uh, this includes timing. See, God is so strategic because he's the God of the details. Paul, listen, we're in Acts 16 now. Paul, it... It's not that you're never going to do that. It's just that they're not ready for you yet. So you're not going to do this in chapter 16. You're going to do this in chapter 9. Now, if I wanted to go deep, 6 is the number of man. 9 is the number of birthing. It's not time for you to give birth to that yet because they're still in the flesh. In other words, they won't even be able to receive what it is that you have. And I don't want you to have an abortion, so I need to wait until it's the right time to birth this thing. But I need you to elbow somebody and say, it's my time now. I Wrong neighbor, I need you to tell somebody that. And when you tell them that, they will rejoice. There was something that you were on hold with that God says, now it's time. How do I know I'm in the month of a new beginning? How do I know I'm in the month of a new beginning? Open your mouth, say, he's ready. I'm ready. Let's go. He was saying, he's saying, not now, Paul. So the Bible says they were forbidden to say anything in Asia. In Acts 19, he preaches to all of known Asia in two years and three months. So check this out. He reaches the entire continent. Pay attention. He's delayed on purpose so that when he gets there in Acts 19, he is able to do it ex expeditiously. Let me see if I can say it another way. Your delay was simply to make sure that when you do it, watch me, you're going to do it and do it well and do it quickly. In other words, you had a 10-year plan. God says, I'll make up for 10 years and get it done by this time next year. For those of you that got enough faith in this room that believe the word of God, would you open up your mouth and say, when it happens, it's going to happen quickly and it'll be done well. How you reach all Asia in two years and three months? Because the Spirit stopped me for a few years. But when he released me, 
because I got the lesson. He made it happen well and he made it happen fast. He made it happen fast. He made it happen well. He made it happen well. He made it happen fast. He made it happen fast. He made it happen well. Second, second, they're being led by the Spirit. They're filled with the Spirit. Remember, they're sent out to preach. The Spirit is stopping them from doing, pay attention, to what they were called to do. So here's what's crazy. is God will call you to do something, send you on the path, and then there's a roadblock. And if you're not Spirit-led, watch me, because you stayed Spirit-filled, which means you keep getting schooled by the spirit, then you'll look at the roadblock and say, this is my answer. I guess I'm not supposed to do it. A roadblock is not a shut door. What if what you were going to walk into, watch me, it was so significant that a door couldn't be put on it. Mm. I'm about to preach my own self out there. I ain't studying y'all. Go, go, go. So watch me. So listen, secondly, a, the spirit led them by a failed attempt. So the first time they're forbidden, the second time they fail. First time it can't happen. Second time they fail. Let me make it plain. You got declined. They said, no, we're not doing that. And you should have gotten it. The judge says, nope, I'm not hearing your, I'm not hearing your argument. But they should have heard your argument. Who am I talking to? That's me. First time you're forbidden. The, the, the spirit stops it. The second time you fail at it. I need for those of us that have ever had any failures. I just need you to weigh your hand one time. What if I told you that even your failures are about to be used by God? So the second time they actually try to go into the next logical place. Why? Because it makes sense. Okay, no to Asia, but the next logical place is Bithynia. But here's the problem with Bithynia. See, they try to do it, but they fail at it. Let me see if I can say it like this. They get everything ready, and nobody shows up. They get everything prepared, and they had a pop-up shop, and no nobody shop from their pop-up. I'm going to come down your street in a minute. I just got to tap into what's in the spirit. But ask me, they get everything ready to go, and they say, listen, this is, I'm going to go finish my degree, and then the college says, nope, you ain't coming here. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. They get everything ready to pay all their debt off to only get a letter from the I and the Aura and the... And right when you think you're out of debt, here you go, they talking about, we ran some records and checked some numbers and we think you owe us something. Y'all are not going to say anything? Right when they thought their credit was finally ready to go, all of a sudden a bill pop out from 1988 talking about, hey! Bell South ain't even around no more and they came to try to collect from you. Listen. <laughs> the Spirit led by a failed attempt. Listen, listen, listen. When you're not led by the Spirit, you will see failure is final. Here's the deal. When you're in school, watch me. You, you, you are not judged. If you don't shout off of this 915, I'm going to set the mic down and we can just have church at 1115. You ready? I said, are you ready? So pay attention. So in school, see, when you're being schooled by the spirit, your grade is not based off of one assignment. I'm going to throw this line bracelet across this whole section. 
My grade is not based off of one failure. My grade is based off of my pattern. It's based off of my average. And watch me, you've not been perfect, but guess what you have been? But you have been faithful, which means my pattern says that even though I had a failure over there, when you add that F with my A's, baby, I still came out with an A minus. I, I need you to open up your mouth and say failure isn't final. It's based off of the average of all of my assignments, which means it's based off of my pattern. And you're sitting next to somebody, watch me, where God's been having you repeat certain things. Why? Because he said, we need to get your pattern right. Who in this building and who online, there are situations in your life where you were like, God, here I go with these negative thoughts again. But you took those thoughts captive and you said, no, I'm going to replace it with a good thought. Here you go with these negative confessions. But you took those negative confessions captive and you said, no, I will speak the word of the Lord. Why? Life and death are in the power of my tongue. And my pattern's been getting better. This bump somebody say your pattern's getting better. So watch. <laughs> We're being schooled by the Spirit. He's trying to get your pattern together. So there are certain things you'll finally think, ooh, today, everybody doing what they're supposed to do. And then you wait five minutes. And then you discover. <sighs> but he says, now what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? You'll think you and your spouse, y'all are on one accord to only discover y'all are on two different chords. And the problem when you have clashing chords, that's what you sound like. And that's the sound that was coming out of your house. But watch me. But when you get your pattern together, you'll say, listen, baby, listen, we ain't finna have no strife in this house. So now all of a sudden our pattern is right, which means the right sounds coming out of our house, the right sounds coming out of my family, the right sounds coming out of my business. Listen, the spirit led them by a failed attempt to go into Bithynia. They failed. They failed. And listen, for two reasons. One, Bithynia means violence rushing in. So, so in other words, he's like, if this, if you go here, Paul, this is going to be violent for you. It looks good, Paul, but you're going to go through a whole lot of warfare you didn't have to go through. You're going to deal with a whole lot of stuff you didn't have to go through. See, here's what I've learned. That whenever, watch me, that whenever you are filled with the Spirit and schooled by the Spirit, pay attention, what ends up happening is that you understand this. You understand, watch me, that God, say God. Come on, say it, say it, say it like you sanctify. Say God. You got to put like a T on the end. You ready? Go. God. Ooh, that's good. For my, for my digital campuses, G-O-D-T. And then if you, if you deep south, two T's. God. Watch. Here's the deal. Um, there's already warfare that's on your agenda. So, watch me. So what happens is, is that if you go to a Bithynia, then you will have additional warfare that you didn't have to go through. You will have additional warfare that you did not have to go through. You will have additional challenges you did not have to deal with. There's already enough hell on the schedule. What I need you to do is to pay attention and recognize I'm not adding any additional hell. You almost somebody say, I'm not adding additional. 
Look at this. Then, watch me, Peter, Peter, who was one of Paul's comrades, one of his co-laborers in ministry, this 1 Peter 1, 1 teaches us that Bithynia was where Peter was graced for. What is grace? It's when God adds his super to your natural. See, the purpose of grace is that you can do what other people can't do in the same place you do it, they can't. See, you're graced to be a mother. You're graced to be a father. You're graced to be a leader. You are graced to build an army in a valley. Who am I talking about? So when you're graced to do it, other people will try to, here's, here's, what's, here's what's so amazing. Other people will imitate you. They won't like your stuff. They'll just copy your stuff. And then they'll say stuff like, I want to pick your brain. Well, my brain costs a lot of money to get it the way it is, so I'm not interested in you picking it. They'll, they'll imitate, but they can't duplicate. Why? Because grace is controlled by God. So you can practice and pattern every little thing you see me do. But if you don't have the grace to do it, when you're in that same place, that place will kill you. But you have grace for it. For those of you that know you've been graced to do some stuff, well, other people say, how you do it? Baby, I'm graced to do it. How do you put up with all that? I'm graced to do it. How do you handle that pressure? I'm graced for it. How do you handle that stress? I'm graced for it. Everybody in the building and online, open your mouth, shout, I'm graced for it. Third, third place, third place, almost done. Third place um, is the spirit led them by seeing, but he couldn't seize it. It's this place called Mishia. So number one, what is it? They're forbidden. Number two, they fail. Number three, you ready for this? Number three, it seemed like they're finished. What do you mean, Bishop? I can see it, but I can't seize it. So in other words, here, here's the school, here's the lesson. Is this going to be the end? Because what I want, I cannot possess. And so watch me. The Bible says they passed by. In other words, which means, God, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to live without that. Maybe this is just how my life is supposed to be. Maybe this is my lot. Maybe, maybe this is just God's plan for my life. But, but not realizing that Mishia means the place of Achilles. Achilles in Greek mythology, he died from a small wound on his heel. Heel, excuse me. <laughs> That's deep church. Healed. <laughs> on his heel. Well, pay attention. In other words, he was like, you can see it, but you can't seize it. If I let you seize that, it will wound you. For some of you, you need to be thankful for the relationships he... You would have been raising a grown man. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You need to be grateful for the stuff he shut down. I need to hear three seconds of worship for the stuff that God said, uh-uh, you can see it, but you can't seize it. Go, three, two, one. Holla, thank you, Jesus. Listen, listen, he's strong. I mean, Achilles is the man, but a small wound on his heel. What, you, what is your heel part of, your foot? What does your foot represent biblically? Your journey, your path. A small wound on your path. Let me tell you why some of you are still out of order as it relates to your calling. Is because you have a wound on your heel, and so now you rebel. I'm finna get apostolic now since y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Well, you know, 
I have church shirts. So what? Other people been hurt too. Get up and serve. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. <laughs> so watch me. He's got a small wound on his heel. And that's what kills him. So now the concept, your Achilles heel, has come to represent your most potent weakness. God says, if I let you seize this, you are not ready to handle this. So one, I forbid you. Two, you fail. Three, you think you're finished because I didn't give you what you wanted, but what you wanted wasn't what you needed. You got to learn how to thank God when he pulls rank and says, listen, had I let that work, you never would have done this. Everybody pay attention. Everybody pay attention. When I, find it, when I answered my call to pastor, I didn't want to be no pastor. I didn't want to be a bishop. I didn't want to pastor. I didn't want to do none of that. I said, Lord, I know how your people are. I said, and I love them, but I said, Lord, I am not the one. I said, because they come in there talking crazy to me. They're going to understand. They're going to they gonna understand who God is. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me right there. I said, they're going to know that the Lord is real because I might send them to meet him. I will call, the, I will be Elijah. I'll call fire. I'll call bears. I'll call I'll lions, tigers, and bears. Everything. I said, God, that's, sir, can we do something else? Do you have another plan? Pay attention. <laughs> this, this is what I tried to do. But somebody say, but I'm in school. Which means you don't get to determine the lessons because you're not the teacher. You don't get to determine the lessons. You're not the teacher. The only thing you need to make sure is that you last so that you can graduate. I, and I came to tell somebody, watch me, even though it's back to school someday, it's graduation time for you. I wish you'd open up your mouth and shout, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. I said, God, I was doing great in business and ministry simultaneously. I, I was doing both, but I was like, Lord, come on, this is amazing. This is good. Just leave me over here. Just let me be over here. I'm good. I'm good. Let me be number two. I am fine being number two. Let me be the heavy. If they mess with the man of God, Lord, let me handle that. Oh, because I love calling a corrective meeting. Listen, I said, Lord, oh, she said, what to pass? Uh-uh, come here, baby. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You and your husband come in here. Let's get you together. And don't you bother the man of God with your foolery and your mess. I'm going to go talk to him. I know you not. You ain't going to go bother him with your stupidity. You better get yourself. See, I liked that kind of stuff. Why? Because I loved protecting the anointing of another. But sometimes when you do good as a two, God says, I can trust you with the seat of a one. Because I, I know you don't think you deserve the seat. This is why some of you who like the background, you always get pulled to the foreground. Why? Because he says, I can trust you with the foreground because you didn't want it. So you won't get arrogant when you have it. You won't get prideful when you have it. And so, and so, and so in that, the, the Lord literally allowed things to be shut down. And I was like, Lord. What you trying to get from me? Watch me. And then I had to be, here, let me take the seat. No, let me take the seat. So then I had to be in the seat of the student to be school. See, as a chief executive, I was good. I was business. I was opening new office. I was doing all that. Everything was great. And then he's like, let's shut everything down. 
I said, well, Lord, what about my calculator? <laughs> he didn't tow my little calculator up. See, he'll mess with your calculations. He'll mess with what you wrote as your plan. Because your plan was too small. Your plan was not what he ordained. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And watch me. And then you're going to need some tissue for your tears. Why? Because he'll say, listen, you're going to cry about what you had to lose. You're going to cry about what you have to go through. But I got you in the seat of a student. You are being schooled by the spirit. So I was like, God, so my, so you're just going to let my business just. Like, Lord, like, what? He said, son, I needed you to stack over here. So that when I have you to plant this church in a valley, since you stacked over here, you won't be worried about the finances over here. So you'll be able to start with nothing and turn it into something because I've got you in school right now. I need you to just elbow somebody next to you and say, you're in school right now. And rather than being mad about it, I need you to get comfortable at the desk. I need you to get comfortable at the seat and let the Holy Ghost teach you what he's trying to teach you. Because the moment you get the lesson, you're going to graduate. If you don't elbow somebody next to you, say, I'm ready to graduate already. <laughs> so what? So what? So look. So look. So look. So look. So look. After it looks like they're finished, then he leads them to a low place in Troas. A low place. So wait a minute. I'm just starting to kind of put my stuff back together. I, I ain't even got graduation in sight. I'm just trying to put my stuff, I just got my calculator back. And, and, and you're leading me to a low place. It's low emotionally. It's low in support. I was telling my testimony to somebody the other day, and they were like, oh my God, how did you deal with all that? I said, you know what? I said, I guess that was a lot, huh? I said, I was so focused on my future. I didn't have time to mourn the present. Y'all are playing with me, 915, and I don't understand why. Somebody said, I'm getting schooled by the spirit. I, the truth is, you've been through a whole lot. But you're so focused on your future. Let me get these lessons. Let me get these calculations together. Let me get my pencil sharpened. Let me get my glue together. Why? You're about to glue my past to my present for my let me get schooled by the spirit. He leads them to a what? To a low place. Here's what most Christians do when you get to a low place. I'm almost done. Is that you rebuke it. I rebuke this valley in the name of Jesus. I'm coming out of this valley in the name of Jesus. Hey, 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 hey. I'm coming out in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it. And pay attention. But, but what if the low place was necessary? Say it's necessary. Here's why. Sometimes when you're low, it's easier to listen. You're not paying attention to your lesson. You listen to everybody else. You're looking at everybody else's life. You're looking at people younger than you comparing yourself, looking at people older than you comparing yourself, looking at people the same age as you comparing yourself. You're looking at other people different races as you comparing yourself. You're doing all of this, but you ain't listening. So sometimes he leads you to a low place. And here's what's amazing about you is that you don't look like the low you may be in. 
People didn't even know how, how, how it felt for you for a little while. And watch me, until you came out of it and testified about it. And, and they said, well, you were going through all that during that time? Listen to this. In Acts 16.10, pay attention. It says, and when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia. This is the fourth place. When you get to four, you're at the door. <clears throat> immediately we sought to go into Macedonia. Macedonia means high place. So let's, let's recap. Place number one, forbidden. Place number two, failure. Place number three, finish. Then they go through this low place. You need your lows. What would happen if you started embracing them instead of rebuking them? What do you mean embracing it? Instead of saying, God, in the name of Jesus, I command this low spirit. Instead of saying, okay, God, what's the lesson? How do I embrace the low place? What's the lesson? If I'm not feeling great, what's the lesson? If, if it's not looking great, what's the lesson? If it's not going right, what's the lesson? Or we might say, Lord, what's the lesson? So, so, then, so then when he's in the low place, pay attention, he sees a vision. When he's in the low place, he sees a vision. I'm going to say it a third time so that those of you who are in the building can act like you heard me. When he's in a low place, he sees the vision. In other words, you wouldn't see this, Paul, until you were suffering. You wouldn't listen until you were low. So watch me. Even though the trajectory of your life is up, sometimes I got to let you take a little dip. Mm. Why? Because there's something I need you to see. God shows him a high place. Because what does Macedonia mean? High place. He shows him a high place when he's in a low place. He shows him a high place when he's in a low place. Which means he's not going to show me a high place while I'm in a high place. When I get to a low place, I need to open up my eyes and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not the end of my story. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thou rod and thou staff, they comfort me. Somebody say, Lord, show me a high place. Concluding that God has called us to preach the gospel to them. So wait, pay attention. So, so the Lord led them by shut doors. Forbidden, shut door. Failure, shut door. Finished, shut door. He said, watch me. This is literally what he did in my life. He shut every door. He said, now you can do what you want, but this is the only way out. And for some of you, you need to go on and figure out that God says you can do whatever you want to do. But this is the only way out. What's the only way out, Bishop? You got to go through. God, I feel like preaching my own self. Happy preach to yourself. Somebody say the only way out is through. So look at this. So look at this. And on their way to Macedonia, here we go. I got to finish. On their way to Macedonia, Acts 16, 16. Look at what it says. And it came to pass. So now they're on their way. Paul's seen it. Paul's like, let's go to Macedonia. Before we go to Macedonia, we need to pray. On their way, going to prayer. This is why I don't understand why some of y'all don't haven't quite figured out why distractions come on Monday nights. Come on, I'm gonna watch prayer on Tuesday. Are you? You better listen. I will deal with you at eight ten once prayer is over. But don't matter of fact, some of you need to put your stuff on. Do not disturb. Don't bother me during prayer. Why? Because I just found out in a low place. I'm headed to a high place, and now I need to pray so I have the strength to get to where I'm going. Somebody say, nothing will stop me from praying. 
We pray every Monday night from 7 to 8 9. And it came to pass, and going to prayer, a certain maid, pay attention to the screen, having a spirit of python, didn't meet us. Pay attention. Most spirits in the New Testament in particular are just called evil spirits, unclean spirits. Only a few of them are named. Legion is named. Um, he says, my name is Legion for we are many. Legion is named because Legion is now where a person has had so many traumatic experiences that they are not them. They are what they've been through. Bible says he was self-destructive. He cut himself. So when you're self-destructive, watch me, it's sometimes deeper than what the surface looks like. Bible says nobody could, could contain him. Nobody could control him. There's a reason that you don't respect any of your leadership. Mm. And Python was named. Say Python. It's named on purpose to understand how the spirit works. Now pay attention to the screen. It says a spirit of Python did meet us. I'm on my way to my high place. I've already been through failure, through being forbidden, through thinking I was finished. Then I was in a low place where I got excited about a high place. And while I'm still on the high of my excitement that the second half is going to be way better than the first half, here come old girl with a spirit of Python. And for some of y'all, this is where you're at right now. I'm about to explain it to you. And if I get in your business, I need your response to indicate that the Holy Ghost is talking to you. Pay attention. Pythons have to get close to you and remain for a while. Their bite doesn't kill you. A python doesn't use their bite to take you out. They're not trying to poison you. They're trying to suffocate you. Oh, God. And the only way I can suffocate you is I got to get close to you. You better be careful who you, whose phone calls you answer. It might be a snake on the other. And to get close to you, that means you have to trust him, which tells me that many of the people with the spirit of Python are going to people you, you used to trust, people you used to believe in. Y'all ain't going to say that? Number two, Pythons constrict and they restrict. They crawl around their prey and they squeeze tighter with each breath as its prey uh, uh, takes a breath. With each breath that its prey takes. Pay attention. So a python says, the moment you think you're good. And then the moment you're like, whoo, God, I feel. And then you're like, whoo, it's been a marvelous day. And so now it's getting hard just to go through each day, which is why the Bible says that the Holy Ghost breathes life into you, because sometimes pythons got a hold of you, and all I needed to do was catch my breath. I came to tell somebody today on 8-8, you about to catch your breath. Why? You still got some fighting to do. You still got some victories to accomplish. Open your mouth, say, I'm catching my breath. Number three, pythons are ambush predators. I wore what I wore on purpose today, and it's so amazing when you're led by the Spirit. I just kind of randomly picked it out and didn't even realize that I had this in the message. See, when you're led by the Spirit, even your accidents are on purpose. <laughs> pythons are ambush predators. <laughs> they're motionless, and they're camouflaged. Then they strike suddenly. Everything will be going good. 
Everything gonna be going good. Everything gonna be going good. Everything. Call my phone. Everything gonna be going good. Everything gonna be going good. Everything. Hold on. Let me turn it on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Hold on. Let me turn the ring up. Come on, iPhone. So that you're superior to these other phones. <laughs> Call my phone. Call my phone. But <laughs> What is it? <laughs> Go. Uh, listen, 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 listen. Everything's good. Everything looks fine. And then a text. You're so disenchanted with your phone at this point. Like, just let me leave the phone over here. I just... I, and then people say, where you been? I left my phone in the other room. Now, you know the phone was going to ring. How in the world are you grown leaving your phone in the other room? It's camouflaged, which means it mixes in with the background. Then it gets you. Y'all better hear me today. It's motionless, and it's camouflaged. Then all of a sudden, the python strikes. It ambushes you. So now, who you thought you could depend on, you at least say, well, I know this area is good. I know this is good. And now all of a sudden, you're ambushed. Am I talking to anybody? And then it strikes suddenly. Like you're feeling really good. You're like, oh no, I got I know I got the victory on this. I know it, I know it. Hey Bashata Roko And then you get the email. Nope. What in the world is going on? Let's let's finish this message together. Python is proof that you're at the door. Bishop, how do you know? They only attack humans if they feel threatened. The spirit is named so you know how the spirit works. So that means when you're making your way to your open door, that's when Python shows up to try to stop you from going into the door. That's why Paul said about this door in 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, for a great and effective door, Macedonia, it is open to me and there are many adversaries. The adversaries can't control the door. The adversaries are to suffocate you in the hallway. You can't control my door. The Bible says God opens doors that no man can shut and he shuts doors no man can close. What's your door? It's my opportunity. What's your door? It's my portal. What's your door? It's my next. You can't control the door. But the goal of Python is to suffocate you in the hallway. If I can, come on, walk with me. If I can, this door over here. Oh, go open that door. Open that door right here. If I can, uh, if I can get you, if, if, I, if I can get you, see, somebody said the door is open. But if I can suffocate you in the hall to where you begin to lose your strength, to where you begin to lose your energy, to where you begin to lose your fight, to where you begin to say, you know what, I'm sick of it. 
to where you say, God, I can't do it anymore. Who am I talking to? To where you say, you know what? Forget this family. Forget my journey. Forget these people. Forget my assignment. Forget my call. Python wants to get you all the way down. It wants to get you all the way down. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, but the spirit of Python shall not prevail against me. Say, the spirit of Python shall not prevail against me. Let me show you this. So what happened to Paul? What did Paul actually do? You ready? Paul turned around and looked at the girl with the spirit. After a while, because he said, I'm annoyed by you. Sometimes, until you get angry, you ain't going to take action. So for some of y'all, God says, I hope you mad as hell. I hope you are angry. I hope you are frustrated. I'm not cussing hell is a Greek word, meaning hot trash. I hope you are mad. Anybody got some stuff in your life that in the last few weeks has made you angry? It's made you frustrated? God says, when are you going to turn around and speak to the spirit of Python? Paul spoke to the spirit and said, be gone. Get out of here. But he had to know what he was fighting. You're rebuking the devil. This isn't necessarily demonic. It's Python. You need to know what it is that was against you. Open up your mouth and say, I rebuke the spirit of Python. You're not saying it with authority. Open your mouth with authority and act like this thing is about to let you go when you say it. Say, I rebuke the spirit of Python. Now. 915, if you don't act like it's about to let let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Stop. Why? Why? Because Paul, he gets up. They, they go through the door. Go all the way through it and shut it. Shut it. Watch me. Because she ain't following you. That enemy which you see today, who am I speaking to? You will see no more again forever. I need you to open up your mouth and release five seconds of worship that the spirit of Python is loosing you, loosing you. Loose, loose your mind. Loose your thoughts. Loose your spirit. Loose your finances. Shout, let me go. Shout it again, let me go. Shout it again, let me go. Listen, why? Even in his test, he was in school. How you know, Bishop? Say the spirit school, Paul. Because this wasn't going to be the last time. Paul was going to deal with a snake. I need to teach you how to deal with snakes. I need to teach you how to deal with warfare. I need to teach you. Your next is great, but there's going to be some warfare. Look at the screen. Because in Acts chapter 28, the Bible says that here we go. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, he's almost to another high place, which is Rome. The Bible says a viper came out. A viper is different than a python, but Paul is not a snake expert. That's why Dr. Luke, who wrote Acts, had to articulate the difference between the species because Paul didn't know the difference. As far as Paul was concerned, I've already dealt with snakes. 
Let me see if I can say it another way. I've been vaccinated, so I can't have this happen to me twice. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me right there. This is not, I'm not falling for this a second time. You may have got me in 2020, but not 2021. You may have got me in the first half, but baby, you ain't getting me in the second half. When Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on a fire when it was hot, watch me, when things were finally getting hot for you, pay attention. When you were finally heating up, pay attention. When you were finally seeing some progress, pay attention. When you were finally seeing some things begin to move in your direction, watch me, when your momentum was so strong that your momentum was moving you forward, a viper came out. Because of the what? The heat. Say, open your mouth, say this. We, we're going to quote something that's prophetic. You don't even know it. Say, back then, back then. they didn't want me. Didn't want now, me. I'm hot. now I'm hot. They all up on me. Now I'm 15. Y'all about to make me. Y'all are making me work too hard. Say, it's heating up for me. Say, my finances are getting hot. My family's getting hot. Speak this over your life. Say, my body's getting hot. Say, I'm in the best health I've ever been in. I'm in the best mental health I've ever been in. I'm in the best emotional health I've ever been in. And when you get hot, it attracts snakes. So the snake comes over to Paul. The snake comes over to Paul. The snake comes over to Paul. But because Paul has been schooled by the spirit already, I'm done. If you came in late and you didn't get your giving, get it ready now. If you want a soda seal, get it ready now. Because Paul had been schooled by Python. Now that this viper comes out, a viper is a heat-sensing snake. So, so a viper, it doesn't see you, it sees your heat. See, one wants to kill you by suffocating you. The other one wants to stop you from being hot. Let me see if I can go back to July 30th. Uh, 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 2021. It wants to kill your fire. But I just think I got some fired up people in this building and some fire. You will not take my fire. It's like fire that's shut up in my bones. Fire that's shut up in my bones. Fire that's shut up in my bones. Hey, that is like that is like that's it's like that. It's like that. So what does it do? It does this. It comes and it grabs your hand. <laughs> what does your hand mean? It tries to stop your work. It tries to stop your serving, stop your giving, stop your faithfulness. Stop your believing. It's trying to mess with my hands because the Bible says if I put my hands to it, it's going to work. Whatever I set my hands to. So why? I got to stop your hands from moving so that you can't have anything blessed because if your hands don't move, there's nothing to bless. But I need you to look at your hands and say, these hands are blessed hands. These hands are favored hands. It fastened itself to Paul's hand. I got to go. And as far as Paul was concerned, I don't know whether you're a viper. I don't know whether you're a python. What I do know is last time I was in school, last time I went through dealing with one of you snakes, I learned that I had authority over you. So guess what? You bit me, which means you tried to poison me. 
But guess what? I've got authority over you. Which means you ain't taking my fire. You're not about to stop. Matter of fact, I'm about to work harder. Matter of fact, I'm a, let me get to my laptop. Let me get to my studies. Let me get to my books. Let me get to the business of what I've been sent to do. You're not going to stop me. It's like that's, it's like that's been, it's like that's been, it's like that's, stop. So listen, I got to go. So look what Paul does. Paul, come on, Paul. At 11.15, y'all, I need a fire pit or something. Let's figure it out. Watch me. He's looking at the snake. The people are looking at him like, this man is about to die. Watch me. Here's what the enemy was hoping. You can't take no more. You're at your wit's end. Who am I talking to? You don't have the energy to fight this no more. You sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I came to let the devil know, and every last one of you in this building, and every last one of you online, you will not quit. Did you hear what I said? You will not quit. You will not give up. Instead, watch what he does. Watch what he does. He looks at the snake. <laughs> Notice what Luke says. Luke wrote Acts. Notice what Dr. Luke says. He doesn't even call it a snake. He calls it a creature. Which means you were created just for me to try to stop me. But what attracted you to me was my heat. What attracted you to me was my fire. Which means the very thing that made you attack me, I'm about to shake you up. I'm about to shake you up. You better do it. I'm about to shake you up. I'm about to. Where did he shake him off? In the fire. So why do I have you praise so much? Because you don't even know what you're shaking off. Why do I have you give God glory? You're about to shake off every creature. I came to get that spirit of python off of you. I came to get every snake up off of you. In this building and online, release a praise for 10 seconds. Go. Nine, come on. Eight, come on. Seven. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Shot yet? Shot I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Woo! 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 All right. Everybody's standing in this building and online. Everybody stand up in this building and online. Today, if you need to give your life to Jesus Christ, this is your moment. Secondly, if you give your life to him, you've not been faithful to him. This is your moment to come back. Third, if like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. I need you to be sure. On three in this building, raise your hand online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it to me. One, I was coming to get you. Two, it's your moment. Don't miss it. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. I see you, God bless you. I see you, God bless you. Online, do that hand wave emoji and say it's me. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. This is your moment. Do not miss your moment. Everybody put this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for loving me. 
I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life. Take me as I am, but don't leave me that way. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Did you get anything out of this word today? If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, scan that QR code on your phone or send that text. Text this decision at 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.